0: Welcome to the Resco Radio Show. Hello, everyone. Your host Ivan Stanya here. Today, I'm talking to Andrew Lorraine, my colleague at Resco.net. We're going to discuss field service and Resco's plans to provide the best mobile experiences to field service customers. But that's not all. I'm also really going to try to find out how Andrew ended up living in Europe. Good. So today uh, we have Andrew Lorraine here. Andrew, uh, welcome to the Resco uh, Radio talk.
1: Hey hey Ivan. So glad to be here. Really, really excited. Mm-hmm. This Me is too. the first first podcast I've ever participated in. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So I'm
0: your first one. Nice to know. That. That's right.
1: I'll always remember you.
0: So for those of you who don't know Andrew, a uh, few facts about uh, Uh, about him andrew you're actually an american coming from philadelphia right correct that's right that's right you are working with for a company with a global footprint but you're actually based in the headquarters of the company which is in the central eastern europe the country of slovakia how come
1: (laughs) it's well there's a short answer and a long answer um i think the the long answer is is more interesting and the only thing i'll add is that um so many times when I'm talking to our partners or customers on the phone, the first thing they say to me is, "Wow, your English is so good! Is it, you know, how did you, did you study abroad? How did you f- learn English so well?" And I, I tell them that I'm a native, and they say, "Oh, oh, okay, well,
0: <laughs> I well, should expect this." That's then good. your English is not so good. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no comments, No comment. Um, I never had a chance to to study abroad as a university student. And I was finishing my degree and thinking what I wanted to do next. And law school was kind of on the horizon, but I realized that uh, I didn't want to just jump from university directly into law school. I needed some kind of professional experience or break. And I found this program called the Fulbright Program. It's a U.S. government, State Department initiative where uh, students and and teachers and researchers are exchanged. People come to the U.S. from some countries, and then Americans are sent abroad to to work and teach. So I applied and I went through the process. And at at one point, you had to choose a specific country that you wanted to apply for. And I was thinking maybe Spain because I was I was learning Spanish at the time, or or Italy because I think that would be just a great experience. Um, but then Slovakia came to mind because uh, you know part of my family about you know, half of my family is originally Slovak. Uh, they left in the 1800s. So at this point, it's kind of an ancient family history. I didn't know anyone who spoke Slovak, but some customs and traditions still persisted. And they use some Slovak words that I didn't really know what they meant. But they were just part of our family vocabulary. So I, I had this idea in the back of my mind that, okay, maybe Slovakia would be the place where I have the best chance of being accepted and and I could go check this out. So I, yeah, I chose Slovakia and I went through the the process and ultimately I was selected and it came time to, I had to pack my bags and go to Slovakia for a year to teach and to, and to research kind of like a post-grad type experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I decided that this was an opportunity I couldn't pass up and it was uh, it was like jumping off the the deep end or jumping off a cliff and not really know where i was going to land um because it, we really don't know much about slovakia back in the us if you're lucky they you know people have a, an association of slovakia with czechoslovakia with prague exactly. and yeah. you know yeah. they can kind of lo- maybe located on a map but it's really an unknown and even to me it, and with with family history here it was completely unknown and I, I went and I had the like the, the time of my life, it was just an incredible experience. It was it wasn't easy. I was in an area where people where English wasn't so widely spoken, so I had to adjust. I had to learn new things and learn and a new in language
0: in part of Slovakia right I was
1: in the yeah in the eastern part, close to the border with Ukraine, which is really lovely. Um, kind of a distinct part of Slovakia has own its own kind of accent or, or dialect. Uh, it's very different from the way they speak on the other side in Bratislava. Um, yeah, so sure. so it's very isolating, but it, it really was like a chance for me to step outside of my comfort zone, really, and, and grow up. And mm-hmm. so I always just had this positive connotation and feeling about Slovakia. I moved back to the U.S. I worked for a while, lived in New York, kind of had that experience. But in the back of my mind, I always wanted to come back to Europe and Slovakia in particular. I had some fondness for it. So I started traveling back. I, I found a job. That had me moving between cities. Uh, I met my my wife in Bratislava, and I met someone who introduced me to someone who works at Resco, and and the rest is history. It was. I, I joined about three and a half years ago and have been Bratislava-based ever since. Though I do like the chance to, you know, when travel is available, I really like the chance to come back to the U.S. for events or, you know, to stop by see my folks, that kind of thing. See your family, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. So,
0: so that's really interesting. So a combination of adventure, uh, good experience, and then, as usual, a woman, huh? That's that, that tends
1: to be the experience for foreigners who, who stick around Slovakia, that's kind great. of excitement and fun times. And, they you know, they meet someone, they fall for someone. And, yeah, that's that's my that's my story as that, well. That's a
0: great story. I really, really like it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, flip the page, talk a little bit more about your role at Resco. So you mentioned that somebody introduced you to some people working at Resco caught your interest. And then you started your, your career, uh, with us, with the rescue mm-hmm. company, uh, what do you currently do at Resco? And I know, I know pretty much what you do. I know your title, but we're not interested in that. I'm really more interested in really what you do, how are your, your days look like, um, uh, What are your responsibilities?
1: I am in, uh, and I'm really happy to be in this position, I'm kind of in a hybrid position between our partner team and our sales and business development teams. So I'm mainly working with our partners. So those those are the ones who take Resco in a variety of ways, uh, customize it, sell it as part of their platform, or maybe just for individual customers, big projects, that kind of thing and i'm mainly working at the strategic level so a roster of partners who you know based on their their brand prominence or their the number of say the amount of sales that they're doing or kind of the strategic relationship we have that's kind of where i'm i'm the like an account manager type role helping to facilitate our our partnership helping to build out strategy and and sales successes together um, helping during the pre-sales process when Resco is being demoed and, and introduced to new customers of ours, and then just kind of tying the bow at the end of it, helping with with uh, commercials and financial th- licensing terms, these kind of things. So the whole life cycle of uh, Resco projects and working with, with our strategic partners. Um, and it's I'd say it's like a 24-7 job, not that I'm working every single minute of, of every day, of course, but it spans from the US to Europe to Asia. So it's uh you know, in the morning it's 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 working with Asian uh, partners and customers, and during the day it's with our European partners and customers, and then it, towards the evening it's with our US partners and colleagues and customers. So I, I like it. It's it's invigorating and it, lots of different Exciting. things going on. Yeah, different cultures,
0: different languages, yeah, different challenges, okay. I guess. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Cool. Uh, and I know that you have a lot of focus on field service as well. Uh, you're pretty much the instrumental parts in Resco uh, plus Microsoft relationship, right? For those of uh, our listeners who don't know uh, exactly, Resco and Microsoft work very closely together as we support uh, Microsoft with our technology uh, for the field service mobile uh purposes. So the mobile client is fully based on Resco and you're the one who's behind this from our side, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Instrumental is a, maybe not a word that I would use, but kind of like a Swiss army knife, something like that, where, um, it, you know, similar to, to what I mentioned before, it's a lot of work of just facilitating the partnership, um, during pre-sales opportunities, from support and admin and and licensing and kind of a little bit of everything working with our developers and our product team, um, and our counterparts at Microsoft. So it's, yeah, I think it's more of like just a Swiss army knife role, being someone who's aware and capable of responding and kind of keyed into this big, big collaboration and partnership
0: we have with, with tens of thousands of of users around the world. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, is it fair to assume that you have a good grasp of what's going on in field service? Uh, what's the hottest and latest uh, in the Dynamics field service ecosystem? For sure. For sure. I wouldn't say I wouldn't
1: call myself an expert, but just being part of these conversations with with Microsoft, with partners, with customers, and then in addition that we have several Resco partners who have their own field service offerings, and I get to work with them. Um, and they kind of add a different perspective or flavor to, to the industry. So, yeah, I think just, you know, Resco being part of these platforms and experiences allows all of us, and, and me especially, to really uh, get a lot of feedback and understand what's going on on the ground with with, uh, with the service industry. Mm-hmm. And especially now, uh, during an interesting time for, for industry and for service with the with the COVID situation going on.
0: Mm-hmm. That is probably changing a lot of, uh, a lot of perspectives on how to mm-hmm. do field service, right? Because mobility is a big part of it. Good, good. Uh, and I know that um, you've been busy the last several weeks, uh, and we've been actually working on something together for quite a while. And that new thing is actually targeting the field service ecosystem or the field service market. It's the new program that we're working on at Resco, right?
1: That's right, and we. I wish I had a drum roll uh, sound effect that I could play right now. Maybe we can edit it. Add to, that yeah, let's let's process. edit it in. Yeah, editors, please add this in afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what's the new it's, program? It's field service two point um, and it's it's something I think we're all really proud of, and I think it's a result of like you mentioned before, exposure and experience with with microsoft and and our other partners in the field service ecosystem and i i think maybe in a nutshell i would say it's geared towards companies and partners who see the service visit so when the when the technician is actually on site doing their work as like a key opportunity and driver of of profitability of of new sales opportunities of better service and better customer experiences so it's looking it's kind of framing the you know field service industry firstly from the the front end or the mobile experience the the service visit the the service technician visit on site at the customer and then working backwards providing tools and and mobile applications and Um, kind of no-code developers and that experience to have it all come together and and really give a powerful uh, platform to to our field service customers and partners.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I thought about it as well a little bit. Uh, And for me, one of the main goals of the new Field Service 2.0 program uh, is to add clarity. Uh, I've been uh, kind of, part of that conversation when Resco and Microsoft started the relationship and I know you were part of it as well and I remember it was not even not even two years actually but I remember really well that it the, the first announcements add so much confusion uh, to both the customers and partners because it wasn't perfectly clear what's covered with the field service mobile license, what's not covered, what the customers can use, if Resco is gonna be completely free for all of these and, and everything available. So I'm really hoping that our new field service 2.0 program will draw some some boundaries, some lines, and add more clarity to all existing, but also the new customers. Uh, do you see it the same way? What's, what's your take on that?
1: I, I think absolutely. Um in my role uh, as that Swiss army knife in the middle of the Resco and Microsoft partnership, this is probably the primary uh, issue or topic that I I work with on a day-to-day basis is drawing the line. What is Resco? What is, what is Microsoft's version of Resco? What's Microsoft's version, uh, you know, first party mobile experience. So I'd say it's, it's gotten better, but it's, there's always been, um, so uh, like there's always been difficulty with conceptualizing what is resco what you know what's what makes it different uh and drawing the line so i think that's yeah that's definitely a big part of what we're doing and it's i think it's the right way to look at this decoupling uh or the kind of the end of the partnership life cycle that we're going to be having with microsoft over the next maybe 2 or 3 years um it's it's you know there's going to be a very a much more cohesive resco platform, Resco mobile um, solution or, or toolkit for field service compared to the version that's offered today as part of Microsoft's Dynamics field service, which is kind of Resco in a box with um, with some limitations about features and functionality and version and support and um, going in a lot lot of different directions. So mm-hmm. I think like over, over the long term, I think it's really going to be... Um, I think it's going to be good it's going to be clarifying for everyone and 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 we can really put you know put and shine a spotlight on what we're trying to offer with our whole mobile platform it's not just a a snapshot
0: that is part of this agreement based on you know based on our partnership Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Makes sense. And our timing, hopefully, is right, uh, because I think it's no secret anymore that Microsoft released their own new field service mobile application called Field Service Dynamics 365 in parentheses app, if I'm not mistaken. I I think that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So the the bombshell announcement of uh, maybe I think it was May or early May, late April, something, something along then. Yeah, so we're a couple weeks or maybe a month or so into that mm-hmm. uh, that announcement and experience, yeah.
0: And it seems like Microsoft is showing where the future of their field service mobile client is and how it's going to look like, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it, to me, it looks, um, it's, it's the intention is to have it as part of a cohesive Microsoft experience. So the, the tools that, Microsoft partners and customers are accustomed to working with, um, now just uh, extended into into the mobile space. So Power Platform, I think, primarily is the is the foundation for this app, and the tools and controls should be those that are familiar to to those who are configuring Dynamics and working with the Power Platform.
0: Yeah, and fully based on Power Apps, absolutely, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got some funny emails since that release. I have to tell you, the funniest one probably was uh, a gentleman from Finland asking us if we're going out of business or what we're we going going to do. Uh, yep. but, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: not not surprising. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's would... it's hard to it's hard to explain to people who probably are not super aware of what Resco did before uh, the tied relationship with Microsoft. But I think it's pretty important to 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 clarify that we've been in the business for actually 22 years. It's going to be uh, next month. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, so we have a really long history and a lot of lot of customers, big customer base, uh, lots of relationships with partners. So we're definitely not planning to go anywhere or just vacate the space, because uh, I believe that there's still going to be a lot of room and big market for such a powerful solution as Resco is. Right, like uh, we're not looking at any limitation as a as a stop sign. But more like a challenge that we want to overcome with customers. So
1: yeah, exactly. And that's I think that's the right way to frame it or the right way to think about the opportunities. This goes back to what we were talking about before, is that decoupling will will add some clarity into what, you know, as as technology providers, where our focus is, what we're what we're providing, what we're Where our strengths are, where our weaknesses are, and and I I think we can still complement each other in in a lot of ways. We're really framing field service technology from the from the mobile experience, which means a lot. Maybe something simple to say, but in reality, it means a lot about the way the technology is designed and the roadmap and. The way that you can work with the software tools. So, I I, I, I would completely agree. I think it's it's kind of a moment of, of clarity. It's a it's a departure in some ways where we where we'll go and we'll continue to do what we've been doing for 22 years, which is mobile first and and platform, a platform for building any type of mobile experience, bringing in new technologies, new innovations, mm-hmm. um, the, the latest and greatest stuff, and making it available in a really Easy and cohesive way, and then the you know Dynamics Field Service will focus on on what it's fantastic at doing, which is being an enterprise business application for for managing um, from the back office uh, and and you know scheduling and all these really crucial parts of field services. You know, having it inside of one enterprise application. So uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's I think it's a really Great opportunity. I think there's now some so, there's some daylight in between the two technology providers, and it will be much clearer uh, and and valuable to our partner, mutual partners, and customers to understand what you know where the strengths and weaknesses are for both both mm-hmm. providers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also thought about it a little bit uh, over the past few weeks, and I mean, I actually think it's a smart move from Microsoft. Because there's definitely a, a, a portion of field service technicians who don't really need like a super robust application if they have just a very simple task or they occasionally need to connect. But then you have these companies who really rely on one tool that needs to do, do the job, right? And it's yeah. usually just the mobile device they have. And they operate in tough conditions. They have really complex workflows, complex processes, etc., require offline, require a lot of additional functionality. And for all of those, there's, there's going to be this great new solution, not new actually, this great solution from Resco that actually adds a lot of added value uh, through the new functionality, uh, lots of focus on futuristic technologies that we're bringing into the platform. And all of these haven't been actually uh provided through the resco based field service product because as you said it was a kind of a boxed solution right
1: yeah yeah exactly and uh just just to butt in like the one of the greatest examples of just how um how complicated or how disconnected this work can be for field service is a is a company that services semiconductors and as i understand it these rooms are they're clean rooms there's absolutely no internet or connectivity allowed you you go through a really heavy disinfecting process to enter and you know you're wearing hazmat materials and you get inside and you you know you have one tool to to get to move through the service the whole entire service task and activity uh and that's it and you're in there for a couple of hours and then you you leave you disinfect and and that's that's kind of your day so you really need, you have to have something that works and performs under those conditions really well. And there's not a lot of software that can accomplish that and, and suit that scenario and perform reliably. Mm -hmm. So that, that, I think that's, that's going to be, and continue to be like a huge part of what we, what we do. It's what we've built over these 22 years and will continue to offer is this, this kind of, this, this software that works in that disconnected mode without any compromises without any question marks and with really a lot of ways to design that experience so that it, it really fits what these companies have to do in those really tough conditions mm-hmm. so so for me I, I think the future I love the futuristic stuff I love the ability to uh, add some of the products that we've created over the past couple of years and invested a lot into um, like our inspections tool the the dynamic form builder uh, tool and the you know location monitor, Roots product as well. I mean, these things are of of course like super viable and um, profitable uh, for field service operations. But at the end of the day, it's I I think it's worth mentioning, you know, it's it's software that simply performs and gets the job done, uh, and you don't have any asterisks, even if you have these really complicated situations where you're you're mm-hmm. offline, you're in a you're in a completely disconnected room for an entire day, and you have to use you have to use your your, your computer laptop or a, a big rugged tablet to get the job
0: done. Yeah, makes sense. And I'm already sold. You got me. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my job. Cool. So now, considering that I'm sold, but let's say I'm a partner or customer, what should I do next? If I What should I do next? If I'm interested in Field Service 2.0 from Resco, if I want to check it out, if I want to find out more? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we've got you covered in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, first and foremost, I think it's worth having a personal conversation uh, and getting in touch with your your Resco representative. So it's it's typically as a partner, it's typically your account manager, um, you know, who is who's keyed in and who understands our our solution, our roadmap, our our focus, and can talk you over the phone, over a web call, and a demo uh, through the products and, and experience that we, when we talk about Field Service 2.0, what it actually entails. And then to support that, we, we also have a, a webinar series that you're doing, Ivan, every now and then. Um, so I, I would encourage people to tune into that because I think it's a great um, kind of bird's eye view of what we're doing with Field Service in, in this Field Service 2.0 program. And last but not least, we have a great training resource for our partners and customers, Resco Academy. And there is a dedicated course uh, to you know it's called Field Service 2.0, and it it in very clear terms walks our community through the technology, through the value add, through the the use cases or um, concepts uh, to really bring it home. So we're we're trying to get you know have everything covered for uh, for our customers and partners, those who have worked with us in a, in a field service context before, whether it's through uh, Dynamics Field Service or it's directly with us, um, we, we have this initiative and we're, 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 adver- we're well, how, do you, how can you say it, publicizing it or we're finding a way to, we want to communicate about it and really connect with organizations who feel the same way. Uh, mm-hmm. as resco does right it's that the the mobile user is, is is such a great opportunity um for for success in business and success in service in so many ways and should should be given the the due amount of attention and respect and technology to help them get their job done in the best mm-hmm. way right at yeah. the end of the day that's kind of how we frame it and this this initiative is is a call to action for for those in the field service sector who also feel that way that that mobile isn't just an afterthought or just a just an extension of what you built uh, in the office and what you have as your as your enterprise software that mobile um, deserves its own toolkit and its own emphasis and there's so much uh, value that you can get by by optimizing and and innovating and keeping keeping attention and focus on mobile.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that sums it up perfectly well. Yes. So, Health Service 2.0, we uh uh I think we covered it all but right now. But if it's fair and uh I'll definitely uh would love to have you on the talk sometimes in the future to talk about how this new program evolves, uh where Resco is heading with it uh so it would yeah. be great. To
1: yeah, you. absolutely. I think it's in its I think it's fair to say it's in its early stages. Um, and we're we're still working out the the long term vision obviously we have some we have some ideas we know where we want to go but I think at this stage we're we're looking and we're actively connecting with our partners with our community to workshop our ideas and and you know like we always do just to make sure that um, we're we're in we're working in reality that we're that we we know from the ground what what people are requiring and where the pain points are and that we're solving them so yeah, I'd love to. This has been a great experience. I'd love to get back on the, on the
0: <laughs> perfect, yeah. Great, great. great. Uh, I, I like that you like it. Great. So with that, uh, that's to cover the field service 2.0. Uh, and I have one more last question, and that is, are you going to become a Slovak citizen soon now that you love the country, you have your uh, lovely wife, and I hope I won't say too much that you have a new member of the family?
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, Amelia is, is three and a half months old. So she was born in Bratislava. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a tough question. I think that's the one that's at the front of my mind most often is whether this is the place where we make a long-term life for ourselves or we, we head back to, to America at some point. I mean, I think I'm a patriot. I, 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 I do, I feel a really strong connection to, to my country back home, my family there, my friends there. Um, but on the other hand, I, I I love it here. I like the the way of life. I feel very comfortable, and it's it's just a, it's a fantastic place to be. So, I'd say that I'm not ready to to jump into citizenship here, um, especially because I know what the the process looks like yeah. for, for, for foreigners, and I'm a little aware based on my experience. I'm a little wary of of get, going down that path but i i've been here i think for a total of four or five years now so clearly I, I i like it i'm happy here it's it's a great place and for anyone listening if you know once travel resumes it's a great place to stop by and tour on a trip of central europe if you can see prague and and vienna and budapest and Bratislava's is right in the middle of those those three so it's great kind of great part of the world really rich history great food great beer fun people great landscapes so what's there not to like?
0: I mean it's 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 fantastic. And I think you made more more pro, promo for Slovakia than than our I'm a,
1: oh I'm on the they they every time yeah every the time I I do this yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't supposed to
0: admit that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's yeah. cool. Great. Yeah. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll uh, uh, keep tracking you and uh, and uh, your uh, moves with uh, your personal life, but also with the field service two point Andrew, yeah. thanks a lot for Thank uh, you, being Ivan. part of the talk today, and look forward to talking to you in the near future.
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Thank you take care. Yeah.